Nope. No, I, I'm not doing it. I'm not going with Virginia. Now, I, 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 I defy conventional wisdom. The brackets are anything but conventional. Well, you, well, fine. If you want to go, you know, you, fine. You know, do brackets. I'm not doing that. <laughs> We're talking bracketology on a rock and roll show. How's it going, everybody? Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin. Any bands come out of Virginia? Well, Dave Matthews Band, yeah, right? Charlottesville, I think. But any, any like, good rock bands from there? I don't know. I think Sammy Hagar had a lyric, something about Norfolk, Virginia. Any, anyway, well, do, do whatever, you know, do, well, do whatever you want to do with your brackets. Do whatever you want to do with whatever you want to do, as long as you have some good music and it's legal, folks. Um, it's Dave Kinchin with you on Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin. Uh, it is that time to do your brackets. And, uh, you know, we should do one for rock bands. How would we do that? How would that even work? Like if you take, there's a field of 68 for the, the NCAAs. So could you do 68 bands? But not in the same genre. I mean, I guess you could do 68 metal bands. There's a lot of metal bands, but not that many, right? See, I don't know. Anyway, um, if you're doing a bracket, uh, hopefully you're doing it to some good music that we're playing or, or at least talking about on this podcast. Boy, we got a lot of rock and roll news uh, to get to on uh, this show. We've got uh, the KK Downing uh, news. Uh, he gave another interview about why uh, he was kicked out of Priest and uh, who he thought in the group may have been open to him coming back to the band. Boy, he's been doing a lot of interviews uh of course, he, uh, he and I did one together. I'll play some of that in a little bit uh, to go back to why he left the band. And uh, I'm looking at looking at his book right now, Heavy Duty, Days and Nights of Judas Priest. It's an easy read. It's a good read. A lot of um, interesting stuff in there. Um, I, you know, I, I'm starting to collect rock uh, books or autobiographies, even from managers. There's the I, I got to read Noel Monk's uh, Van Halen book. I have that. I just have to get into it. So many books. I just haven't had a chance to read them. But uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you're having a great start to the week. Um, if you are into the tournament action, uh, we hope that uh, you uh, get to rock and roll while you're uh, watching your, your teams do what they do. Uh, 68 teams. I think the first four kickoff is it the first four. And it kicks off, I think, tonight. Uh, anyway, I, I still have to finish my bracket, but uh, yeah, I don't know how that would work if we did one with bands. You know, I tell you one thing: I don't know about a field of sixty-eight, but we got a lot of stories to get to. We got a lot of stuff happening here. Um, there's uh, some news in the Fleetwood Mac world. Uh, Ted Nugent's going back on tour. Um, he has a record that came out last year. The music made me do it. Uh, now that's the Ted style of, of getting things done. The music made me do it with Sammy Hagar. It's the tequila made me do it. So you got to remember that. How many more Sammy references can we get in? Especially when, as far as I know, he's not even making any news right now, Sammy. Um, but uh, of course, he's always talking about something, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, Ted's going back on tour. That's pretty cool. Oh, we got some new Skinner coming out. New Leonard Skinner. They're working on a, a record. Um, those guys are on their farewell tour. Um, I actually got to talk to their drummer um, when he was doing his art tour. Uh, he's involved in uh, visual arts like many artists out there. Rick Ocasek, Rick Allen of Def, Le Def Leppard. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Um, so they, these guys keep cranking out classic music. And I think, you know, Gary Rossington is... Uh, he's had some heart issues. He's very frail. Uh, just I watched a recent interview with him uh, and Dan Rather, or a clip of it um, on the big interview that Dan Rather does. Oh, that's another thing that he's he's got some. You know, Dan Rather, one of those key news guys that I looked up to. You know, as a journalist um, covering regular hard news and things like that. And with this big interview, he's done. He's got some interviews lined up. I think with Steve Perry. Who else? Um, 
he's got another one coming up, a big one coming up. Um, so that's always fun to check out. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, Christine McVie of Fleetwood Mac, she talked to uh, a publication. We'll get into this in the main segment, but she uh, will talk about why she says that firing Lindsey Buckingham was the only way for the band to move forward. Jeez, that's not good. Um, and, of course, we were talking about K.K. Downing uh, in the teaser for this week um, that you probably heard uh, last night. Uh, K.K. Downing of Judas Priest, he's doing a lot of interviews these days, uh, in recent days, and uh, some insight as to who he thought would be open to him coming back to Priest to replace Glenn Tipton when he stepped down. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're real busy here, and of course, remembering Dick Dale, the uh, king of surf guitar, all of that in the main segment. Um, we hope you uh, are... Having uh, oh, by the way, we hope you're getting some good uh, concerts lined up for the summer. That's what I was gonna say because there's uh, there's some really good shows. I do want to see Fleetwood Mac. I want to see them. I saw them with Lindsey Buckingham. I never thought he'd leave again. So that's kind of sad. But uh, you know, and and this isn't just a heavy metal show, by the way. I know we you know you think wait a minute, he's going he's going from Judas Priest to Fleetwood Mac. Well, there is a connection there, of course, with the song The Green Man Alicia. For the diehard fans, they know that. Um, but uh, stream of consciousness, as long as it's rock and roll, it belongs on this show. So it is Monday. We will get you through with some great talk about music. We've got music news coming up. And also, like I said, we'll go back to the KK Downing interview I did. Uh, and uh, one big question, of course, is whether uh, Steve Perry will join uh, Neil Sean anytime soon. Neil's been doing his uh, uh, Journey Through Time tour. And in fact, he also has a record he's working on. The guy is the king of Twitter. I interact with him once in a while. Uh, great guy on social media. He interacts with the fans there. Neil Sean does. So um, we'll see if there's anything that could happen between Neil Sean and uh, Journey. Something, uh, not necessarily any, or I should say, uh, Steve Perry and Journey, not necessarily any news there that I know of, but if there is, you know, we will always find it and we will get it to you. This is Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin. Happy start of the week. It will only get better. You know that sound, that legendary surf guitar sound, the king of surf guitar, Dick Dale, passing away at the age of 81, a very sad loss for uh, classic uh, 60s era, probably I think even 50s era type of music, uh, certainly the 60s, but uh, a very sad time there uh, with his passing. Uh, former members of his band said that he was uh, in the hospital recently for health pro heart problems, uh, heart-related health issues, so a very sad loss there. Also, Bernie Torme, um, guitarist at one point for Ozzy Osbourne, he passed away, and uh, he played with Ian Gillen of Deep Purple as well. So Dee Snyder of uh, Twisted Sister put out a tweet expressing his condolences. Uh, so very, very sad news there as far as uh, folks we've lost. You, you can't forget, obviously, Pulp Fiction uh, when you hear uh, that guitar riff. I mean, that that is, you know, two minutes and 15 seconds worth of magic uh, and, and, and pure elation for your ears, especially if you're a surfer. Uh, you can imagine growing up in California uh, around that time when that came out, but uh, Pulp Fiction for a new generation back in the 90s really, uh, I mean, that that was 
that was one of those songs, one of those bits of music that really transformed the way you hear certain things and the way you, um, you what you think of when you hear it. Uh, so for me, I think of Pulp Fiction as a younger guy, but certainly uh, you know that sound from the 60s, you know that sound from a real critical time in, in uh, the rise of popular music. Uh, so we've lost Dick Dale and Bernie Tournay, two uh, iconic musicians in their own right, um, uh, thoughts and prayers to their families and friends, and uh, to those who know and love them. Well, we're also following news in the Fleetwood Mac world, when isn't there drama in that uh, universe there. Um, a new interview with Christine McVie says that essentially there was no choice but uh, to have Lindsey Buckingham leave the band. Um, this is Ultimate Classic Rock quoting an article from Mojo, uh, an interview there where she said, quote, it was the only route we could take because there was too much animosity between certain members of the band at that point. Now, you have to think that you're, you're, you're hearing about Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks, two infamous ex-lovers who worked together in their own band, uh, Buckingham Nicks, and then they joined Fleetwood Mac together. There were breakups and affairs or people, people uh, sharing beds with other people. We'll keep it PG. Uh, I think, uh, and just uh, even uh, Lindsey Buckingham saying at one point that, uh, you know, he moved on and he got married and, and he never really thought that Stevie Nicks was either interested in doing the same or never thought that she got over that. So words to that effect, uh, from what I recall. So um, at that point, you have, I'll read the quote again, but that's where you have to, what you really think of, or at least what I think of right away. Um, so the, Christine McVie says, it was the only route we could take because there was too much animosity between certain members of the band at that point. There was just no way it could have gone on as a five-piece, a group with Lindsay and the band. So it was either just completely break up the band or make the best of it. So part of what we learned was that Lindsay Buckingham apparently did not want to tour. Um, that's what uh, the, the press had quoted the band as saying. Um, but Lindsey Buckingham also had some solo dates booked. He did a solo tour. He was actually in the New Jersey area, I think a few months ago. So he was, you know, he is touring. He is, is doing his thing. If he hasn't wrapped up already, um, Fleetwood Mac then brought in, um, Mike Campbell from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, uh, you know, very, fairly soon after the death of, uh, Tom Petty, uh, which is still a, a, a shock, I think, for many fans, including myself. Uh, he obviously has a musical relationship with Stevie Nicks that goes back a ways. Um, and then you had um, uh, um, uh, Neil Finn, I believe is his name, from Crowded House. Of course, they had a big song uh, in the 80s, too. So once again, two members or two musicians replacing uh, Lindsey Buckingham, the same thing happened in 1987-88, right after the Tango in the Night album, uh, right before that tour, Lindsey Buckingham left the band, and there were two relatively unknown musicians who replaced him then, so um, so sadly, uh, it does not seem that, uh, it, there is some news, uh, a CBS report uh, with Anthony Mason, uh, in an interview that he did with Lindsey Buckingham, they essentially settled a lawsuit. Um, you have to imagine Lizzie Buckingham missing out on a lot of money by not touring with Fleetwood Mac. Although uh, one would think that he certainly gets the publishing and you know uh, 
revenue coming in for for all of those songs that he did with that band. I mean, there is no band that's had more drama. Well, there are bands that have had more drama, not quite to the extent with um, marriages that had broken up, people who were married, other people in the band, and that type of a thing. So I, I do think you're looking at... Uh, you know, music that came from very difficult times, and it's often like that in music. That That's something that can really happen um, and did, and Rumors was really the, the genesis of that, Go Your Own Way, a song about uh, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks breaking up. Um, you know, that song is, is infamous, you know, probably the soundtrack of many other breakups. So, um, yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, you know, probably no love lost there, um, but it is sad for uh, fans. Um, other, so yeah, that's an interview we saw. Um, in uh, what was that? Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, on Mojo, um, an interview they did. Um, we also uh, took note of the fact that um, Ted Nugent's going to be going out on tour again uh, this summer, so that'll be pretty cool. Um, I had a unique encounter. I, I want, I, I'm going to link to this. I should tweet this out and link to this. By the way, follow me on Twitter at Dave Kinchin USA. Um, you can follow my other show at Kinchin Tonight as well. We talk more about uh, you know, more serious, sometimes thorny issues in the world of politics and such. But anyway, um, uh, speaking of politics, <laughs> I'm talking about Ted Nugent. Um, I had a very unique encounter about 10 years ago when I worked at a TV station in Flint. I was a reporter there. And our chief meteorologist was also a hunter, and, and he would do this uh, this segment, uh, a buck pole, where during the winter months, hunting season, um, he would do the weather outside from a tent. And during the around the time of the weather segment, he would have um, uh, hunters bring in their deer, whether it was a four-point or five-point deer, you know, um, and they would be judged and win a, a certificate or that type of thing. And so one day our, our meteorologist uh, did an interview, we, well, set up an interview with Ted Nugent um, when he was at his uh, farm in Jackson, Michigan, which was um, maybe about an hour drive um, from our station, uh, probably an hour and a half. And so I said, look, you know, I, I got you, I have to go. I mean, if you need somebody to hold the cable or, you know, or do the audio, I don't know, something, you know. So um, it was a really cool experience to meet him. We were in, um, I think we met at one of his guest houses on the uh, the the term compound comes to mind, but it's more of a just sprawling, you know, very large space. Um, so yeah, we, it was a, it was an incredible experience because I saw, um, our Mark Torgrosa, our meteorologist, chief meteorologist doing the interview. And, uh, all, after the interview, we just talked a little bit. He offered Ted offered us some coffee, uh, and I looked over at a case and I said, you know, what kind of guitars are those? Are those Gibsons or, and he said, do you play? And I, I said, just a little bit. And he handed me a guitar that I think he called the Great White Buffalo. Um, somebody said it was like a $50,000 guitar, something like that. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you know, any of Gibson's acoustics are at least, you know, the good ones are at least a few grand. Um, so I, I played a couple notes. Um, the video, I have to show you the video. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, but it, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I, I was, I, I, there was no strap on the guitar, so I was, I was afraid I was holding it underneath my arm, you know, kind of plucking a few strings. 
Um, but uh, and then you know my favorite song happened to be Fred Bear. Well, I give the guitar back to Ted, and without he you know him taking any requests, he starts jamming Fred Bear. <laughs> so you know we're the, the camera's panning around. We're all just rocking out to it. So very a very cool experience. I did interview him another time, or well, I didn't really do this interview, but I, I my the one time I interviewed him was when he was campaigning in Michigan for Mike Bouchard, the Oakland County Sheriff, who uh, was running for the U.S. Senate at that point. I think that was 2006, and uh, uh, Bouchard lost that campaign, but, um, you know, it was pretty tight, I think, with Ted Nugent, and Ted, you know, is actually a deputy himself, I think, in Texas. Um, so anyway, I, I don't know how much he does that still. I know he lives in Texas, but, um, you know, we, we know he's out there um, opining on politics from time to time, not so much in recent days, at least from what I've seen, but um, he will be going out on the road. So that'll be cool to uh, to see that tour um, uh, as well. And uh, there's some other rock news. Let me see. I always write my notes down and then I have to go back and say, OK, well, we talked about that. We didn't talk about this. Uh, oh, uh, of course, uh, we've got some new music coming um where, I forget where I saw this, but there was a, a story. Leonard Skinner's working on some new music. They were just in our area, in the Philadelphia area, actually Atlantic City with their farewell tour. Um, and as we were talking about basically in the opening of the show, Gary Rossington, you know, the only original member of the band, left. Um, very frail, still has his injuries from the plane crash. Um, he's had some heart problems. He's lost a, a bit of weight over the years. Um just, you know, listen, anybody who's at that age, I imagine he's in his 60s and being in the rock and roll life, you're going to have some some issues. Um, so, you know, our best wishes out to him. I actually got a chance to see them. Um, it was a free show they did in Bay City, Michigan, and I, I was able to watch as I was crossing a bridge. I said, wait a minute. Oh, that's the Skinner concert. And I just stood there and watched it for a few songs. And that was that was a really cool thing. I mean, they, you know, these guys are out on their farewell tour. Um, they've lost a lot of people. My gosh, I mean, Ed King, they lost uh, recently. Um, they lost a bass player who was pretty young. Um, they lost Billy Powell, who, you know, you know was at the, right before his death, the only, the, the, the uh, second, um, uh, uh, how do I want to phrase this? He was um, the only other, uh, surviving member of the plane crash, the only other original member of the band, he passed away. Um, was that ten years ago? I think. I think it was about ten years ago. There's a uh, there's a guy from Detroit, um, Peter Keys. I think he's from Detroit. Um, he plays uh, keyboards for him now, and um, and of course um, uh, the drummer from Damn Yankees, who uh, Michael Cardelloni, who's who's now um, in the band as well. Um, you know, the, his name I always uh, get, it, 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 it's spelled Cartel One, but uh, Cardelloni, I believe is how, it, how it's said. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it'll be good to see them on tour um, if they're still going. And, and it'll be great to really hear some new music from them uh, as well. I mean, I, I, new records can always be tough uh, because you never know if it's going to be you know, if it's going to live up to the classic stuff or not. I think a lot of bands struggle with that, by the way. I think a lot of groups really struggle with, you know, do I 
do we write new music or not? You know, you go out on tour, people in Journey, they call it the Dirty Dozen, the, you know, those 12 songs that they have to play. It's, it's you know, Don't Stop Believing, obviously, is, you know, they're going to, they're going to play it towards the end of the night, but it's Faithfully, it's Open Arms, it's Wheel in the Sky, you know, it's those big ones. So, you know, at one point, Jonathan Cain does like a little melody of some of those songs on keyboards where you can hear the original keyboard sounds and, you know, which is a pretty cool thing. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's really um, a tough thing for a lot of groups. You know, Gene Simmons said at one point, you know, it depends on doing a, probably isn't going to happen now since they're on their final tour. They say their farewell tour. But Gene Simmons said, I think about a couple of years ago, I remember reading um, an interview where he said that um, doing a new record would depend on the business model. <laughs> you know, he was always the, the big business guy, or at least that's what Gene will have you believe. Paul Stanley might take, um, you know, take exception to that. And I think he said such in interviews. But uh, yeah, I mean, do you do a new album? It depends on if you really like making music. Kansas put a new record out last year, and um, I have to give it a listen, but I've always liked them. I think... You know, they have uh, some newer folks in the band, and I think those guys really enjoy making music. So if you enjoy performing, but you, you can only stand so much to play the classic stuff, you know, night after night after night, you you enjoy playing some new stuff as well. So, oh, Sticks, they have a new record out too, um, which is the first in um, more than 10 years, which is shocking, because uh, I remember when their last one came out, um, and it was quite good, in my opinion, at least. Um, so, yeah, new music I'll take, um, especially some new shows. Uh, and uh, we're going to have to put a calendar together of some of the shows that are coming through, uh, certainly the East Coast where we are. But um, uh, we always want to hear about shows coming into your neck of the woods, too. Um, in our next segment, we'll get to some of the KK Downing news as well and uh, my interview uh, with him, too. Well, finally tonight, K.K. Downing uh, talking a little bit more about his situation with Judas Priest and why he says that certain people probably would have been open to him coming back and replacing Glenn Tipton on the road, who was forced to step down because of a, a very brave battle with uh, uh, with Parkinson's disease. Um, this is an, a story that really caught my eye as a, a big Judas Priest fan, of course. Uh, and this uh, this was an interview or a write-up. Uh, uh, who did this interview here? Um, a publication known as Full in Bloom or a media outlet where uh, KK talked a little bit about, um, you know, the situation there. Essentially what he said was um, uh, Rob Halford, uh, Ian Hill, the, the only original member left, of course, Rob Halford is pretty much, you might as well say, an original member although not technically, and drummer Scott Travis would probably have considered bringing him back. Um, uh, this was after Glenn left the band or left the tour, and their producer, Andy Sneap, uh, uh, took over the reins just for the tour purposes. Um, let's see where we can pick this up here. Um, uh, looking for... Okay, here we go. So he says, uh, given the choice, Rob, Ian, and Scott, I believe, would have clearly entertained the idea of having me step back into the band if there wasn't something preventing them to do so. He said, um, I don't know what the influences are there, 
but I've always had a very, very good relationship with Rob Halford, Ian Hill, and Scott uh, Travis, uh, always. Um, you have to be careful not to say Scott Ian from Anthrax because there's an Ian in here and a Scott. Um, the quote goes on. Uh, he says, me and Ian uh, were just brothers. And they go back to their childhood, really. So a lot of reasons why KK originally left the band. Here's um, when when KK did his book, uh, he uh, Heavy Duty Days and Nights in Judas Priest, he did a book tour. We actually did an interview with him, uh, about a 20-minute Skype interview. Uh which was, of course, quite a thrill. And here's what he what he had told me at the time. We'll switch the audio here so you can hear it a little better. Um, everything seemed to be maybe not quite what it was, um, but I had a hunger and uh, you know for for everything to stay the same. You know the energy and uh, and everything and the, the dynamics uh, and and everything that Priest would bring to to uh, to uh, to a show. Um, as I knew it uh, and liked it, you know, so as not to depend, and we were never a band just to, we had lots of special effects and lots of great stage props and stuff like that, but we are always a band, you know, that were really gung-ho and, uh, and uh, very energised, you know, and I think people wanted and expected that, but so something just started to go a little bit amiss, I think, really, mm. um, you know, for certain reasons. Um, and uh, maybe um, we, there was just a little bit of tidiness that crept in, but it was just one set of, um, of, of events really that made me make the decision that something had to give and, you know, um, if that's the way things are gonna have to be then. Now he also talked about, he also uh, got into the power shift between himself uh, where, the writing team was always Rob Halford, Glenn Tipton, and um, him and KK. And how, as far as decisions went, uh, there was a power shift where Glenn and Jane Andrews, the manager, uh, really was the one who st the, the, were the two who started calling the shots there. Um, and he he initially took a backseat. He says in his book that he looked at retiring or leaving the band around 1991, which would have been the Painkiller Tour uh, for uh, the album of that name. So he kept on. Um, he was the one who uh, got Ripper, Tim Ripper Owens in the band to replace Rob Halford. Of course, that storyline was the subject of uh, was uh, what loosely inspired uh, the movie Rockstar. Uh, and then he says he was the one who brought... Um, uh, Rob back in the band. Actually, I think it was Scott Travis who really helped get uh, Tim Owens in the band. Uh, but KK says he was the guy who really got Rob back in the band. Now Rob is kind of leading the band and saying, you know, he, he seems to be the one uh, kind of calling the shots, probably with Jane Andrews. Um, it's unclear the role that uh, Glenn still has as he, he's, uh, he's done a couple shows where he plays a, a couple songs at the end. Um, he was looking really frail when I saw him, when I saw Priest in Houston. It was great to see Glenn come out, though. Um, but, you know, I, I'm a K.K. Downing fan. I miss his time in Judas Priest. But, um, you know, a, a guy who is, uh, you know, making music once in a while. He says he's working with other bands and producing some groups. Uh, he worked on a project called uh, Devil Star, where they did a cover of the song Beyond, a, Beyond the Realms of Death with Tim Owens singing it and uh, KK uh, re-recording his guitar parts. I always liked his solo on that song. 
Um, so, uh, you know, I guess things happen and people do what they do. Uh, it would be nice to have KK back, but, uh, you know, I would love some new music from him soon. And looking forward to the possibility of a new Priest record at some point down the road. By the way, I did pick Virginia. Uh, yeah, fine. I, I can't help it, you know. I did my bracket, and uh, I got it done earlier uh, in between, uh, before recording the intro of the show and, and uh, before we, we finish things up here. And yeah, okay, fine. I picked Virginia, okay? I did. Um, I've got my Spartans, Michigan State, in the Final Four. I have them beating Duke, which would be the... Uh, the first time in 10 years that they've done that. So, you know, we, we got screwed in the bracket. I mean, you beat Michigan three times. You know, okay, you have the the uh, two Indiana losses, which are tough. Um, but, you know, you get a number two seed after winning the a share of the Big Ten season uh, title and the tournament outright. Come on. Come on, people. Anyway, I, I, I think they had all those choices. The, the selection committee had all that picked beforehand anyway enough sports on a rock and roll podcast folks who would win in a in a bracket battle with uh, bands would it be like an iron maiden versus judas priest and then a kiss versus aerosmith and then a uh an ozzy osbourne versus dio uh i, I don't know how would that work that'd be kind of fun but i, I just i don't know how you'd set it up it, it, it would um, it's sort of a, you know, would you rather listen to this group or do you like this group better? I, I don't know. I love them all, right? We love them all. That's what rock and roll is. If Even if you don't like one band, you like many others that sound similar or maybe different. Or, you know, if, you, if there's a band you don't like, there's somebody who played in the in that band you don't like, in the band you, current like now, you currently like now. So, I don't know. It's... It, you know, aren't we just selective? Aren't we a little too selective sometimes? But you know what? That's what makes life great. That's what makes America great. And that's what makes rock and roll great. Anyway, uh, this was a full show here. We thank you for uh, getting your week started with us. You can follow us always on Twitter at DaveKinchinUSA and also at uh, Kinchin Tonight's our other show, Dave Kinchin Tonight, uh, where we get uh, an in-depth look at the, uh, the big stories of the week. Uh, we do about three podcasts a week there and on this one as well. So uh, take this one with you. Rock and roll. Uh, and uh, I I want to hear from people going to the KISS concert, by the way, uh, in Philly. If you're going to the show Friday night, let me know. Um, I really want to hear from you. Uh, so have a great night and, or day or early morning if you work the early shift and you're listening to this. There's always a time to rock. It's only rock and roll, but I need it, and so do you. Mm-hmm.